Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. The three amigos are back. It's been a month. Oh my God. How are you guys doing? How are you doing, Dion? I'm doing great. Next time I think we need to record more before you take a trip away. I just feel like I miss my friends. You're my boys. <laughs> Matt, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm glad you're back. I was like, I literally, when some of the videos came up, like the first week you were gone, I was like, when did, when did we, what? When did we do that? When did we do that? And I was like, different title. I was like, oh, oh, we already did that. That was a, it was a rehash. Whew. Now I know what syndication feels like. We're good. Uh-huh. I'm good. <laughs> I was like, I was like waiting for my three cent annuity in the mail. There you go. There you go. Well, hey, wh- one of the things that I was luck- lucky enough to do while we were gone is uh, um, I bounced around YouTube and I picked up a couple of new channels mm-hmm. to look at. One of them that really struck me um, is Cody Sanchez. Uh, I don't. I I think I saw her on Pace Morby's channel once, but I didn't yeah. really know her. Sure. I now have watched many of her videos, and I think she offers a very unique perspective, mm-hmm. uh, given her background. Uh, mm-hmm. I, she has a wonderful way of communicating. Phenomenal. Um, I love her logic. Right. It's it's something that that kind of you know I can follow. And I sent you guys a video where mm-hmm. she basically went after Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah. And it did it in a nice way, of course, <laughs> but I wanted to talk about this. So, um, as we all likely know, Robert Kiyosaki, rich dad, poor dad, I give him full credit to changing my thinking. Uh, but probably what he's most known for is the cash flow quadrant, right? You, you, you know, employee business, employee, small business owner, big business investor. Um, so let's start there. Because what, what Cody talks about is that's probably the wrong way to look at. That's a very IRS way to look at it. Uh, I'll go to you first, Matt. What, what, what do you think about Robert Kiyosaki, the cash flow quadrant? How'd that hit you? Do you, do you like it? Is it always felt off? Why don't we start there? Uh, so never read the book. <laughs> never read any of his books. Um, so my introduction to him was basically through others, right? So people look at who the standard is in the marketplace Mm -hmm. and then they not try and poke holes, but they try and give alternative perspective. And so I, I, I'm a huge fan of hers. I believe a thousand percent in what she's saying about, you know, buying cash flow. I mean, that's what I do with my real estate, but that's what you can do in any type of business is buy cash flow. You find those um, you know, the, the, the boomers that are ready to retire and they want to walk away and they never even thought about selling their business. They're just like, well, yeah, I was just going to kind of close because none of the kids wanted to do it. Right. And so I, I just love her approach, but, <clears throat> and yeah. I, the fact that she would take on an icon like Kiyosaki, huge fan already. Yeah, exactly. Um, I punch you know, it above your weight class. I like yeah, it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Why not go for the heavyweight, you know? Yeah. Right. Walk um, in, punch him in the nose, see what happens. But I love, you know, I, again, I really kind of like the perspective. I think the the thing that I most identify with what she said was um, really just understanding that that next, you know, so she she wanted to take kind of the angle of that W-2 earners can't be rich or don't get wealthy. And right. 
I'll give her that that's generally the case. She actually was saying, you know, something like 50 out of 400. Well, I don't ever want to roll those odds. Yeah, those exactly. odds suck, right? That's so while she's correct, those aren't the odds I want to be playing with. If it's on the other side of it, where 348 out of 400 had done it. Now I'm like, that's the number. That's yeah, the group. I'll, I want to I'll be play in. those odds. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But when you look at all those billionaires, right. They're on the tops for Forbes top 400. And you look at those employees, eh, kind of, it's a sort of maybe a bit, but again, I don't want to play in those small numbers. So while I like the fact that she went over, went after Kiyosaki, I think she does it respectfully and she's a phenomenal communicator, but I think when we, and you guys know that if I didn't like her, I'd be the first one to tell you. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I would be you like that you person. Hide well. yeah, that person <laughs> sucks. No, I actually like, I like her. Cause I think she's giving people perspective that in order to carry over, there's many things that, that, that boomers own as businesses that need to continue tomorrow. Otherwise our way of life will change. And I'd like to see a lot of boomers get exits, but let's face it. They've been great operators in their businesses for 40 years or 30 years, or maybe 20 years, but they never, most of them, many of them never really thought about, maybe I should look at an exit here. And could there be a better exit than a seller financing on a business that you own, where you can also not have to work, but make yourself available for a year or two to pick up the phone and go, Hey, I have a couple questions. I haven't seen this before. So yeah. So for me, I, I like what she had to say. Obviously we were, I've worked through the path. I think what she did say that I, the only thing mistake or, or difference of opinion I think we have is it's not an either or thing. For me, I'm, I'm still two, maybe three of them. And so I think that um, we'll call those, we'll call those a diversified money channels. Um, But yeah, I like, I like kind of how she took it down. And I think if anybody wants to focus, you do want to move up the ladder. And I think she gave you a pretty clear path of what that looks like. Yeah. And we'll give you her four quadrants in a minute, but uh, Dion, when, when you think of Kiyosaki, rich dad, poor dad, cash flow quadrant, how did that hit you? Did it, did it feel, did it make sense? Um, what did you think? So <clears throat> I wasn't going to call Matt out on it, but he said he didn't read the book. About a year, year and a half ago, we did a video on the cash flow quadrant where Matt admitted he had never read the book. And, and we went over what they were to kind of explain those four quadrants. And so you sent this video. This is also a channel I was not familiar with. It's not somebody I've nope. seen before. I, I love taking something that a lot of people are familiar with and looking at it in a new angle. That's, that's yeah. kind of my thing. So if I find somebody else who's doing the yeah. same thing, I love it. However, um, Oh, she's wrong. The reason I, I <laughs> love Kiyosaki is his first two books. The reason I absolutely, and I'm going to say this publicly, I think he's an absolute blithering idiot when it comes to everything he's done in the last 10 years, end of the world, um, zombie apocalypse, literally stacking gold because he's going to buy ammunition and like just all the things I hear on his show now, it, it, I can't listen. Yeah. But cash flow quadrant, richest, rich dad, poor dad. I've shared that with hundreds of people. I've oh, given thousands, away 50 plus thousands. of those books. Right. Yeah. And I've talked about it on my channel because it's a really simple mindset shift. Mm-hmm. And so I like simple when you sent this video and she started explaining, which you're going to get to her mm-hmm. quadrants. I thought <clears throat> my immediate thought, Matt's going to love this. And my brain shut off. Yeah, it was no agreed. Right. So, so there are, there are people out there who are analytical and this is really going to benefit. So I don't want to say she did something wrong. What I want to say is I like simple simple is 
investors don't pay taxes. Everyone else is screwed. Like that's the cash flow quadrant, right? In yeah. a nutshell. But she has a thing <laughs> Matt's going to love. Probably watched the video, probably took out a pen and paper and took notes and followed along. I couldn't. <laughs> Let's yeah. not get silly. <laughs> my, my brain wasn't that developed. Yeah. That this way. is exactly why I sent the video. Because again, I think Kiyosaki, one of Kiyosaki's gifts, and again, I, I will say in the first two books, he's gotten kind of wacky the last decade or so. Yeah. Uh, but he's wacky at $300 million net worth. So you get to, be. <laughs> yeah, you can do whatever the heck you want at that. Eccentric number, right? when you're at 300 million, <laughs> you can afford lawyers to protect you at that number. Uh, yes. But anyways, I digress. So the cash flow quadrant is easy. Mm-hmm. It makes sense, right? The net of it is investors don't pay taxes. The other do. Uh, it also is very cool because you can see yourself clearly moving, right? Employee. Small business, big business, investor, right? That that made sense to me. My my analytical brain liked that. What I think Cody did, which I knew, but I think she said it so well, is she basically said the cash flow quadrant is how the IRS looks at getting their cut. Mm-hmm. And I think she's 100% correct. Mm-hmm. And I I would even admit that I think Robert knew that when he was writing it. I think he wrote it that way. Where Cody's quadrant is interesting is you got to remember, if you don't know who Cody Sanchez is, Sanchez, Sanchez is, sorry, Cody. Um, she's basically Wall Street trained. Yeah. Uh, she runs a private equity firm, company, whatever. She's pooling capital to go buy cash flow businesses. So her quadrant, I'll just do the left first, right, which in Robert's world is employee small business owner. So for Cody, it's spender, saver, general investor. And again, I get those, right? Most, when I started and probably until I was 30 years old, I was a spender and saver. I made money. I had a little left over. It went into savings account. That was the extent, maybe 401k for company match. And then she goes general investor. Okay. You, you've got a couple of raises. You've got a little scratch on the side. You got your emergency fund, a la Dave Ramsey. Now let's go buy a stock, ETF, index fund. Both of those kind of make sense to me. What do you think, Matt? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, for me, it was pretty simple. It was, you know, W2 and then kind of investor that doesn't know what they're investing in, but they're investing, right? So they're yeah. like, Broad they're investing because funds. they have to, right? Exactly. Like, I was exactly. told I had to do this. Yeah, exactly. You're like, you don't understand. I finally went from a job that didn't have a 401k. Now I have a job that does have a 401k and I'm going to invest. Um, and so, yeah, I think that, you know, for me, for the way that I look at things, yeah, it kind of nailed it for me. And it was, um, you know, I've been both of those. I'm still one of those. Yes, you are still one of those. But yeah, I th- again, I think that that felt really good to me. Dion, did those two quadrants kind of make sense to you? The spender saver one did. That's generally how I think most people live. I agree. Even, even a person who's really bad with money will usually think, if I made more money, I could save more money. So their mindset is I would save if I could, right? Even the ones who don't. Mm-hmm. I don't follow the general investor kind of thing. I, didn't, okay. I, don't, I don't see a group of people that I associate with that. Yeah. So I, yeah. I understood the first one. Yeah. So that's, that's wonderful. And that's why we had these conversations, right? For me, general investor was, would made a lot of sense. Cause that was me pre-housing. It was like, Oh, I got a little scratch. I got a commission check. 
I don't need this commission check right now. I've already got savings put aside. I'm going to go buy some stock. And that's how I turned seven grand into whatever I turned it into only to lose it. I was that person. Hmm. Um, so now, now she jumps. This is where I knew she would lose Dion. This is where I was like, cause you know, we're boys, right? Where she went to calculated and calculated investor. And the, the one, the one thing that hit me in that discussion was she said that we can smell bullshit, right? We can smell beams, meme stocks. We can, we, it's like, this is a get rich quick. This is bullshit. This is, you know, a Ponzi scheme, whatever you want to call it. And again, as someone who got there and, and can smell this stuff now, I'm like, yep. Right. You, you do this enough. You can kind of feel this. Uh, Dion, you want to say anything about that third upper right quadrant? No, it, again, this is where they, the, I was yeah, lost. lost you. Yeah. And it's literally, I mean, I'm, I wish Matt, I'm, if Matt, if you, do you have an Audible account? I'll buy you these books. I don't want to read it. I refuse. No, listen, while you're listen, doing something. Audible. Because it's literally stories about <clears throat> when Robert was like eight or 10, he was melting down lead to make nickels. Yes. He wanted to make, literally make money. Make money. I right. get simple. This was not simple. So I, I know there's an audience for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'm all. not that audience. You totally sure. get it. Matt, how did that hit you, that upper right quadrant? Yeah, I mean, I think... Um... I mean, I, I, I get it. It was, you know, for me, it was, that was probably the, probably the least applicable, I think for me. Um, the one that was most applicable was I'm still a W2 and then like general investor, but that I was general investor. I would say I was a general investor for maybe a year in my life. Like, and then it quickly turned to the bottom right quadrant for, for me, it was, it would quickly be like, I wasn't saving up to buy stuff. I was saving up to buy an assets. Right. So for me, it was like rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, super boring. You know, no one, no one really cared. And they're like, oh, you own four houses. Yep. Uh-huh. And it was, then it was, oh, you own seven. Oh, that's interesting. Yep. Now 13. Yep. Yep. Now 17. Yeah. And it's like one of those things where then you start to see the snowball and then everyone starts to pay attention. They're like, well, psh, I, I, I should have done like I, I met with somebody that I had just, that I started on my journey about six months behind them. Hmm. They're still on one. No, they're still on one. Yeah. See, it's funny. You, you relate that to bottom, right? I put you and I, cause I'm yep. still there in, in, yep. in the upper right column. I think that's where we are. And let's play this out. Cause again, the master sure. allocator where, where I knew Dion would be kind of, I'm out not too hard. And why I've never gone there <laughs> is to me, that's the closest thing to syndication. What, what the Probably. bottom right was yep. to me was I am taking my experience, my True. stack, my pile, my experience, and I'm leveraging it with other people's money. And it, was pro- it was probably just I, an aversion to the fact that she called that upper right-hand corner high school and then the lower right-hand corner PhD. Yeah, you want to be a PhD. I get it. Well, when you never went to high school, you don't really know what high school is like. There you go. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I was kind of, I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm ill-equipped to answer. Yeah, you have no experience. Just, yeah, none. Yeah. But Middle no, I school, think... But I think your point's dead on though, because I think that the the way that I looked at it was I had the expertise oh, and no I le- right and, and leveraged all of that, didn't have again, had the education, not the right kind, well, per se. But that's that's the one part that I really identify with what she said, which was 
taking that and doing something with it. And so that's what like my course is. That's what the time on YouTube is. It's then sharing that knowledge with other people because sadly I made thousands of mistakes. Now you can listen to it and some make some of those because you choose to and make others because you decided to listen. Um, So yeah, so that's where that, that's where it kind of identified for me because from the general perspective of just um, the great and powerful Oz, like, as you know, we've talked about it. Syndication does nothing for me. I don't want to yeah. participate in them. I don't want to be one. No interest. I, I get I, offered money all the time now. And I'm like, no, thanks. Exactly. Not no, interested. I, I'm a, I have a version. Yeah. And again, and, and I will always be smaller. I, we won't grow because nope. we don't choose no. to do that. Right. The ability sure. to take your intellectual capital, your experience, your network, sprinkle it on $10 million of money. That's not yours. And you get a two and 20 cut like they do on wall street. Yeah. That's like, that's some good living. I just choose not yeah. to have that headache, heartburn, stress. Yeah. Dude, my life's good enough. Yeah. Right. I don't yeah. need more. Right. And maybe that's small thinking. Maybe I'm a moron or an idiot, but I don't see myself ever becoming a master allocator. Dion. It's, it's very rare. To hear an investor say what you just said and what I've been saying for six months. Enough. Yeah. Right. right? There isn't enough. <laughs> there, there are people who, no matter what they get to, what's the next thing? Right. And at some point, you just, life is something you can enjoy. Yeah. 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 Yep. That was a big lesson for my trip is joy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, bring us home, Matt. You can wrap us up. I mean, I think, you you know, that's a perspective that I think all three of us have is that, you know, Dion's thinking about downsizing and Mike, you don't need to add any more property. So you're like, do a project, have fun and kind of do yeah. that. And, and Prove I'm crash bros uh, wrong. That's why I exa- exactly. Crash bros and, are going to hand me a hundred grand. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. And then, you know, and then the, the optimization is where I'm at with my portfolio and having bought as much as I bought in the last couple of years, we've yeah. stabilized. Now it's optimized. And we're optimizing. And so we've made some strategic moves and optimizing the portfolio. But yeah, I mean, I said that we literally talked about it. I think last night I said to Ashley, I go, I don't know that I want to buy much more. No. Like yeah. even, even good deals have crossed my desk. And I'm just like, eh. What's the okay. date? I want to write that down. Matt yeah, says. it's it's three March first. one, March first. <laughs> it's not April first, but yeah, I will have exactly a doozy. Right. I will have a doozy for you that day. But Yeah, I think at the end of the day, I think it's what we teach investors best is comfort in your own skin. Yes, please. That's what we teach best. What we teach best is Mike isn't going to be a self-manager. Yeah, but he's going to have an empire and run the empire and run spreadsheets better than anybody, manage teams better than anybody. You know, Dion's more than happy with his corner of the world and it propels the lifestyle that he wants to have the rest of his life. And me. After optimization is done, jury's out. We'll see what happens. But we all are comfortable with our spot and we got to our spot. And this is what makes it like, honestly, I literally, because there was one offer that came across my desk for me to syndicate. And it was a stop and think offer because it was a lot of money. Mm. And I just said, I don't, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel like I want it to feel. I want to, listen, if I make mistakes right now, it's on me. It's 100% on my shoulders. It's my issues. I I will take chances with my own money. I will take chances with my own assets. I will take chances with all of the stuff that I want to take chances with because it's on me. And I I just don't feel comfortable doing that and speaking for somebody else in that regard, even though I have more expertise than they do. And it would probably turn out just fine. I like the little bit of sleep that I get at night and I don't want to get any less. 
There you go. Where can people find you, Matt? Lumberjack Landlord on YouTube and on Instagram and live streams on Sunday, 1130 a.m. Eastern time, as always. There you go. And Dion? So I was looking up so I can get her name right. I'm going to, you sent me the link. I'm going to watch the channel. I forgot her name because I'm me. Cody Sanchez. Um, and I'm guaranteed she puts out content that I will like and I will understand. Oh, absolutely. Um, she, no, she, she, I think she's, she's an amazing communicator. Just yeah, that video. Yeah. As somebody who wants to help people that are like me, that are kind of simple and want the lazy way, that that's kind of my niche <clears throat> as a teacher. If you can't explain something simply, you don't understand it well enough to teach it. Mm -hmm. So if the reason I gravitated towards Kiyosaki is I could take the cash flow quadrant, explain it to somebody who's never heard of it before in 50 words or less. Mm -hmm. I don't see that happening with this. So there's a market no, for it. It's not my market. Sure. Um, that's my final thoughts. And you can find me often being wrong here on YouTube, Dion Talk Financial Freedom. Thanks, guys. Ciao.